Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, your friendly neighborhood apologist, back on the Bible Talk program, the program that always follows that dynamic, that wonderful, that very insightful program, Run to Win, with the greatest host possible, guy knowledgeable in the Bible and politics, Daryl Wood. Uh, so definitely he has a good program. I'm glad to slide in right after him, okay, and uh, with my hour. And so you're welcome uh, to this particular program, Program, but please don't miss Run to Win. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Welcome to the Bible Talk program. Now, you can call with any question you have that is on your mind, However, I've got to wrap up something I started uh, the other day uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verse 23 to 28. Uh, and I'm going to focus on 28 to give you the gist of it, right? In other words, uh, the, uh, the, the thing is this deals with Christology, uh, which is the deity of Jesus Christ. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, there is a verse that appears in some books that allege that the Bible has contradictions in it. So that is why it is important for us to uh, answer this question, because uh, it might be asked uh, by a cultist, or it might be asked by somebody in the church who just doesn't understand what it means. So either way, our job is to pray for illumination in this particular uh, answer with this question. 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty-eight. Uh, this is what it basically says. We're reading this part of it as we deal with it today. It says in verse uh, 28, and it's talking about the end times, okay? This is uh, Paul dealing with end time events, right? Similar to John. It says, First uh, Corinthians 15:28, And when all things shall be subject unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him, that put all things unto him, that God may be all in all. Okay? So, in other words, uh, the kingdom, Jesus, you know, he comes back. He overcomes the Antichrist, the devil, and he hands the kingdom over to God. Well, Jehovah's Witnesses look at this, and they say, well, if Jesus is handing the kingdom uh, uh, over to God so that all may be in God, then Jesus must not be God. That is what they uh, think is a logical conclusion to deal with. Of course, they have a denial of the doctrine of the Trinity, which I think is what causes them a lot of trouble in this case. 
but we have to demonstrate that, first of all, we have to demonstrate through Christology one fact for absolutely sure. That is that Jesus is God and there's no way around it. He is. That is one thing that cannot be denied. The Bible presents Jesus as God. So even here, uh, when Christ is uh, the, God the Son is uh, presenting the kingdom to God the Father, that doesn't mean that he is not God uh, or the second member of the Godhead. We know that. In fact, we know that. Uh, and we know also that uh, I was asked a question by those uh, who uh, uh, won this Pentecostals who say, what will you see when you get on the throne? Oh, or let's put it this way, not when you get on the throne, but when you are before the throne and you see God. What will you see? Well, I think this lesson will be very helpful to that as well. First, let's go to Acts chapter 7. Acts chapter 7 and verse 58. Very, very interesting. Right off the bat, I think we'll get some quick answers. And this is what the Bible says. Okay? This is what the Bible says. Uh, notice in Acts chapter 8, verse 7, verse 58, we're looking at the life of, um, or actually the death of um, a, a hero of the faith, a guy by the name of Stephen, or Stephen, Stephen, I call him, and where, of course, remember, he was being stoned for uh, his beliefs um, concerning Jesus Christ. He was being stoned, and he was uh, a, a Jew who converted to Christianity. Notice here in Acts chapter 7, verse 54, when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. And they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he, that Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. So there is, he saw the glory of God, that's what Stephen saw, and Jesus standing on the right hand of God in heaven. Notice, and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God. Okay? Now, notice the way this is worded. It is absolutely fascinating and awesome how accurate the Bible is. I mean, when the Bible pinpoints theology, it does a good job. Notice here in Acts. And in chapter 7, verse 59, And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Okay? Calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Yes, he prayed to God. That would be he prayed to God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Notice, in his prayer unto God, he said, Lord Jesus. So when you pray to God... You are praying to Jesus, and you're praying to the Holy Ghost, because there's one God who exists as three eternal persons. Now, this is hard to get around, but it's very clear. Jesus is God, right? He is uh, uh, the second member of the divine trinity, but all there is is one God. There's not three, and the Christian church has never, never taught that. Uh, In fact, we know Jesus is God because of some other scriptures as well. Uh, Hebrews comes to mind. Hebrews 1, just to add, let us say, icing to this cake. Here in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 6, here's what the Bible says. And I, once I dealt with a Muslim who uh, told me that the Bible nowhere said that Jesus was God. Well, what he said was this. 
okay? And he thought he had a very good argument. His argument was, is that there's no place in the Bible where Jesus said, I am God, worship me, okay? okay? There's no place in the Bible where it says, I am God, worship me. Well, first of all, I think there's some clear passages, John chapter 5, where we can see uh, something similar to that. But um, what happens is he was trying to get you in what I call a trap. If the Bible doesn't say it this way, then this means that Jesus can't be God. (laughs) Well, he's wrong. There's something more powerful than Jesus just saying it himself, even though he has. He has said he's the first and the last and all that. But what about if God, the Father, calls Jesus God, what can you do then? Okay? Because that's exactly what we see happening in Hebrews chapter 1, all right? Verse, starting at verse 6, nowhere around it. It's very clear, okay? Um, he, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 6, give you a second to get there. Here we go. And again, when he brings in the first begotten into the world, he says, this time, this is what God says, that all the angels of God Worship him, okay? And you know what I should do? I shouldn't cheat you guys. Let me give you all the verses. Let me start at verse 5, straight first. Hebrews 1 and 5. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son. This is God talking. Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. And again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. That's exactly what God the Father says. Uh, He says, I will be to him a father, and he will be to me a son. So right here, we see the Father and the Son, right here, right in the the passage. Then we go on. says, verse 6, and again, when he brings in the first begotten into the world, he says, now after he says that, right, I will be unto him a father, and he shall be unto me a son. In verse 6, and again, when he brings in the first begotten into the world, he saith, let all the angels of God worship him. Guess what? If you are being worshipped, you must be God. So here we have God the Father calling God the Son God. And it's right here in your Bible. Okay? So uh, the, uh, when I mentioned this to the um, uh, Muslim, he didn't have a comeback for it. Not too good, you know, just to say that the Bible is corrupted, right? But in terms of the, he couldn't say that it wasn't in the Bible. Because at first, what the Muslim had told me, there's no place in the Bible where it says that Jesus is God. Right here, it's in the Bible, so he didn't have much he could say. Verse 7, Hebrews 1, 7, And, uh, and of the angels, he saith, who, who makes his angel spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. And then this one, really cause the Muslims some difficulty, okay? Regardless of whether he believes it or not, it's in the Bible. And that is usually where my conversations with people end. Once I've shown it to them in the Bible and they don't want to accept it, then I'm fine. There's nothing else to say. Uh, you just have to, you know, we get to heaven, we'll find out. But uh, if it's in the Bible and it's clear, you and I need to be careful how we receive it, right? Because here, then it... Uh, At verse 6 again, and again, this is Hebrews 1 and 6, and again, when he brings in the first begotten into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. The only person who can be worshipped is God, as you know. And the angels, and of the angels, he says, who makes his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire. But look at Hebrews 1 and 8. Okay, This is what God the Father says to the Son. Okay, Notice it. Hebrews 1 and 8. But under the sun, he says, 
Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Here is God the Father calling his son God and telling him, notice, that he sits on a throne. But unto the son, he says, thy throne, O God. This is what the father says to the son. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. So, just as the father sits on the throne, so does Jesus Christ. That's why when Stephen prayed, he saw Jesus right at the side of God the father, and he prayed to Jesus. And when you pray to Jesus, you're reaching God. When you pray to God the Father, you're reaching the Holy Spirit in Jesus, right? They're all one God who exists as three eternal persons. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Henry Moss. If you have some questions for me about absolutely any subject, you can call because this is your program after all. You can call me with anything uh, that's on your mind, as long as it's biblical, as long as it's theological, or deals with Christian living. Be glad to hear from you. And Luke, that young, handsome technician that's working there, will take your calls. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Henry Moss. Um, uh, When we look at uh, this again, Jesus in terms of, of, of uh, and, and demonstrating that he is Jesus, it's a very fascinating passages uh, in the Bible, in the Bible, um, where when we look at Revelation chapter 22, for instance, Revelation chapter 22, verse 1 to 3, watch this, watch this now, where it says, and he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God Okay, notice this now. This is in heaven. This is Revelations chapter 22. I had a, a one, this a Pentecostal once asked me, well, uh, who's going to be on the throne? Who are you going to see on the throne when you get to heaven? Okay? thought it was a difficult question he did, all right? Uh, but notice what Revelation chapter 22, verse 1 says. And he showed me a pure river of water, of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God. So this is heaven, okay? And it says, there was water, the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb, okay? So the throne of God is not just the throne of God the Father. It's the throne of God and of the Lamb. And everybody knows who the Lamb is. The Lamb is Jesus. Notice this, verse 2, and in the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Then verse 3, and hallelujah, when this time comes, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God. But that's not all it says. Okay? In Revelation 22 and 3, and there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb. The throne of God, it's also the throne of the Lamb. Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father. That's what you'll see when you get to heaven. It says, And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. Wow. Can't wait to see it. But all I'm trying just to illustrate to you that uh, that just because Jesus 
uh, hands up the kingdom, okay, and uh, and presents it to the Father, does not mean that he does not share in that kingdom as deity. The Bible, as you can see in these verses, Acts chapter 7, verse 58, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, Revelation chapter 22, verse 1 to 3, makes it clear, okay, Jesus is God, right? All right. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Somebody better call with a question to interrupt me, otherwise I'm going to give you another headache, and it looks like I'm about to do that right now. Oh, yeah, I'm about to give you the big enchilada right now. Another question dealing with Christology, to see uh, if you can, in fact, answer this one or give me a good answer to it uh and to answer this one boy you or girl let me say too you've got to know your theological stuff turn with me to john chapter 14 john chapter 14 and at verse 28 simple question straightforward john 14 and 28 where it says this. This is what Jesus said. This is out of Jesus' own mouth, okay? John fourteen twenty-eight. In fact, this, this question, to me, this question is so difficult, I'm going to give you the, the verse before it as well, okay? I'm going to do 28, let's do 27 as well. Give you a little bit more time to think, okay? John fourteen twenty-seven. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, for as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Then Jesus says this, your job is to break it down and tell me what in the heck does this mean, okay? You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I go unto the Father, okay, here we go. Because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Oh, no. No. No, no. Not this. Right? He said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Now, what in the world does this mean? If Jesus is God, if Jesus is God, why would he say that the Father is greater than him? Because what can be greater than God? Boy, do you have a pickle. Does anyone know how to answer this problem? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Boy, you better call. This could come up in your Sunday school class. This could come up in a teaching session. What do you make of it? out of it? This is used by some. This passage is another passage used by those who do not believe that Jesus is God. Yeah, that's right. And so this is one of the passages that they pull out of their arsenal. Okay? So what do you do with it? How do you answer it? If you believe that Jesus is God, like I do, how do you get around it? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. 
Our phone lines are open. Luke is there just waiting for your call. And when you call, you can be on with me on the Bible Talk program. That number, again, area code 866-423-9578. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Warning, if you are over the age 65 and on Medicare Parts A and B, you must listen to this. Studies show that the average Medicare recipient pays more than $5,000 in out-of-pocket medical expenses each year. What is even worse is that sudden health emergencies can cost $75,000 or more and force thousands of unfortunate Americans into extreme debt and even bankruptcy. There is hope. The solution is SnapMedicare.com. All it takes is a quick phone call to 800-359-5939 to protect yourself and your finances. Call 800-359-5939 to make sure your Medicare plan includes provisions to cover any gap in your coverage. Whether you have questions about Part A or Part B Medicare, remember and rest easy knowing that your medical expenses are being taken care of with SnapMedicare.com. Call 800-359-5939 now. You and your loved ones deserve peace of mind and SnapMedicare.com. Medicare.com will help you get it. Call 800-359-5939. In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president, or so we thought. In his new book, For God and Country, The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and has been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Ronald Reagan and perhaps all of U.S. history. In For God in country, Reed pushes back against left-wing evangelicals trying to shame Christians into turning against Trump, revealing how liberals hope to reverse President Trump's pro-religious freedom policies, why President Trump is the most pro-Israel president in history, and why that should matter to all Christians in America. With first-hand personal and professional anecdotes from Dr. Reed's decades of work with President Trump, For God and Country is required reading in this election year, and for every conservative Christian. For God and Country, The Christian Case for Trump, the new book by Dr. Ralph Reed, published by Regnery, available at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join Joe Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7 AM 1500 Faith Talk, Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. That's right. You might not know it, but if you're on this station, you're on the Bible Talk program, and we're going to go to the phone lines. We've got two callers. First out of the box, we're going to talk to Janet from Texas. How are you doing, Janet? Hi. How are you? Real good. Thanks for calling. I used to, I st- I've been to Texas before. 
What did you think? Uh, oh, I loved it. I was uh, in Lubbock, Texas, in <laughs> fact, for some years when I was in the service, in the military. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's an experience. <laughs> What's on your mind? <laughs> well, I'm trying to get understanding of what the outer darkness is, because it sounds like Christians can go to a bad place, and it confuses me. Well, where do you find that at in the Bible? Um, let's see. There's been a few places, but it talks about it in Matthew 8, uh, 8, 12. The and sons Matthew of the kingdom will be thrown. Okay, you're looking at the Matthew, Matthew 8, 12 passage? Okay, well, let's yeah. go there and see what you've got. Matthew chapter 8 and verse uh, 12, where it says, yeah. uh, The children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Okay. All right. Well, let's put this in context here in Matthew chapter 8, uh, starting at verse 10. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. So here what happens is he was dealing with a Gentile who was exercising more faith in him than the Jews were. Of course, the Jews were his chosen people. These were his own people. So here he was just drawing the irony of it at first, before we get to your direct question, the irony of here was this Gentile centurion okay, who was accepting him, and Jews had been rejecting him, not all of them, but some of them. Okay? So that's why he says he had not seen so great faith not in Israel. So then he launches into a judgment passage. Verse 11, And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. In other words, what he's basically saying there is, even though he came to fulfill the Abrahamic covenant, you know, uh, and establishes uh, the Davidic throne and his throne on the earth, uh, he said that definitely they're Gentiles who are going to be ahead of the Jews because they're Gentiles who are trusting in him when a large body of the Jews at that time rejected him and finally killed him. Then he says this, and this is where you, what you're talking about. Uh, but the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And no doubt what you did, my dear, was you thought that when it says, but the children of the kingdom, that that meant the church. That was your thinking, wasn't it? Right. Right, yeah. yeah. Talking about the church. That is talking about the Jews who rejected him, who did not believe in him. Remember, Jesus came uh, to fulfill, and he's still going to do it, actually, the Abrahamic covenant that's talked about in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3, where he promised Abraham land, seed, and a blessing. The ultimate seed is Jesus. But when Jesus arrived, they rejected him. So all Jesus is telling them is that the irony of that, but the children of the kingdom, the Jews who should have accepted him, he gave over, Jesus came and fulfilled over 300 prophecies to prove he was Messiah. And they rejected him. But some Gentiles accepted him. Okay? So what he's just saying is not talking about the church here. He's talking about uh, uh, those who should have received the kingdom, the Jews. That's his target. Okay. 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 All now, right. Now, can I, can I ask you? Now, that, that's clear. That, uh, that makes sense to me. 
Um, and I guess I was lumping all together all the different times I've read in the Bible about being cast into outer darkness. So you're so basically, I would have to take each one of those and look at it separately. Absolutely. The only people who are cast into outer darkness are those who reject Jesus Christ. And that is why it is another description of hell, to be cast into outer darkness. That is the fate of unbelievers. Now, there may be people in the church who wind up in hell, but remember, there are people in the church, everybody in the church is not necessarily a Christian. Some of them are just playing games. True. Yeah. So we can't say that Christians who are going. The only persons who go there are those who do not believe. And there's some people in the Christian church who can only be described as reprobates, some of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. All right. So when it talks about um, uh, burning of your, I can't remember exactly the wording, where, where your, your your gifts or your, what you've done is being tried, and if they're burnt up, you get cast in outer darkness. Yeah, you're talking about the Bema Seat Judgment, which is something totally different. That's over in 1 Corinthians okay. chapter 3. Uh, and over there, what happens is the people who are at the Bema Seat Judgment of Christ, uh, their works are burned, but they are not. Everybody at the Bema Seat goes to heaven. The judgment is not based upon uh, whether you're going to go to heaven. That judgment is showing whether you will receive a reward or what kind of reward you will receive from the Lord. All right? So that's what that's about. That has nothing to do with um, uh, anybody going to hell in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 15 and following. Thank you so much. That made it so clear. Well, thank you for calling. That's what Bible talk is supposed to do. And you call again. I will. Thank right. you. Thank you. Right. That number right. to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. We're going to go to Don in Chesterfield. Hello, Don. Yes, Mr. Moss. How are you this evening? Good. Thank you for calling on the program. I'm I, I should tell you this, Mr. Moss. Can, Mr. Moss, are you listening? Yes. I have not found a Bible teacher in the Detroit area as knowledgeable as you are about your Bible. And your zeal for the Lord is just contagious. Wow, well, thank you very much. I never thought of myself that way, but I really appreciate you appreciating the work that but, God has given to you. your today. question about, about Jesus being co-equal with the Father? Uh-huh. See, no human, and, and theologians in the Catholic Church and on and on, have tried to describe the relationship between Christ and his Father. Christ, I mean, people have said Christ, or uh, the Father, put his essence in Christ, the creator of the universe, put reduced himself to like an atom, and not a, a particle, but a human being, and this perfect person was the new Adam. Does that commensurate with what you believe or no? No, because there's nothing in the Bible that says that. All I go by is the Bible. That's where I have to get my theology from. But so you whenever understand, Pastor Moss, that not all of God's teachings are in the Bible. Right. So if it's really something true, it how comes did he from make the Bible. a grasshopper? How did God make a grasshopper? The Bible doesn't. How did he make it? the oceans? The Bible doesn't explain that either. But we know this in John chapter one. It does say that Jesus Christ is the Word that was made flesh. Okay, okay. and the word here. Greek word logos means the, uh, it's really talking about God, okay? And so the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. 
And so, but what happens is, even though we uh, we have all these scriptures that show that Jesus is God, there's some that are sometimes a little puzzling. For instance, and that's the one where, based upon our challenge, John fourteen twenty eight, where it says, "You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I." So the question right. is, here's Jehovah Witnesses and others would say right. uh, about. I agree with you. How could he say the Father is greater than him? Right. There should be no inconsistency. There should be. The the triune God has manifested himself in one person three times. How do we answer that? Holy Spirit. How do we answer that question? Pastor Mark, did you ever hear the theologians that say, "Take take a pot put some water in it and put some fire in it and that that's that's a poor explanation of the trinity. Yeah, well, I've heard a lot of explanations. I think the best explanations are given in the text, but I've heard some. But my question is, okay, what do you do with verse 28, Don, where it says you have heard 14:28, you've heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said I go unto the Father for my Father is greater than I. How can Jesus be God and his Father be greater than him? Can you explain that to us, sir? Well, it's kind of hard to explain over the phone. It's just something that is just the way it is. I mean, I respected my earthly father, but God is greater. So I don't know how you put that into words, into some type of language. Okay, well, thank you very much. Uh, Thank you for your call. You keep listening to this program, and you call any time, my friend. appreciate you. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. I've got to ask Luke because I'm not sure. Is it time for a break, Luke? It's time for a break, everybody. We'll be right back. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima Tax Relief. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning. Right here in America every day, more than 30 million children rely on school for food, eating breakfast or lunch, oftentimes both at school. With 97% of schools closed, many for the rest of the school year, many families will be hard-pressed to keep children from going hungry without help. 
For more than 100 years, Save the Children has been meeting the needs of children and families around the world and right here at home every day and in times of crisis. And right now, with your help, they're making sure that children get the nutrition they need until school is back in session. Your gift of $100 can provide breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 10 out-of-school children in need for one day. Call 888-884-4836, and for just $100, you can fill 10 bellies for one day with Save the Children. That's 888-884-4836, or online at faithtalkdetroit.com. Just look for the Save the Children banner. Rachel Gilson grew up experiencing same-sex attraction, and she gave in to those desires until she met Jesus. To the person who would say, these desires are too strong, I cannot say no to them, I want to say, who owns you? Do your desires own you? Or does Jesus Christ own you? From born this way to born again this way. Next time on Family Life Today. Listen for Family Life Today, weekday mornings at 7.30. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. All right, that number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, looking at how to deal with uh, uh, things that uh, in the Bible don't necessarily square up with the things we know that the Bible is teaching, okay? Uh, In other words, apparent contradictions or difficulties in the Bible. I think that many of these are here for God just to cause us to think, all right, and deal more with his word. We're dealing with John chapter 14, verse 28, and we've got two callers. We're going to go to Scott. How you doing, Scott? Scott, are you with us? Yes, hello. Yes, can you hear me? I sure can. Yeah, I hear you. Well, I had a question for you, um, not necessarily with your subject tonight. Hey, um, that's fine. Is that okay? Thank you. Um, are you familiar with the term uh, divining for water or witching a well? You know, yes. where somebody would have two pieces of wire and they say they can find water. Uh huh. Um, what's, what's your well? What's your thoughts? Is that is that power? Is there power from the from the dark side helping people do that or? What's your opinion on that? My opinion is that is from the kingdom of the occult. It is, uh, would be uh, the equivalent of practicing witchcraft. Okay. So you would yeah. recommend I'd Christians not... I'd you to stay away from it at all costs. Yeah, Thank have you. nothing to do Thank with it at all. Okay. okay. Thank you. All right. Number Thank passage you. the Bible deal with uh, witchcraft. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 18. Uh, goodness, all through the Bible. In Acts chapter 19, where they had... Um, uh, magic and sorcery books they were using, stay away from the kingdom of the occult. Yes, the devil is allowed. As you know, he's allowed by God to exercise some semi-supernatural abilities. So stay away from that. All right, we're going to go to um, uh, Lapeer. Oh, okay, that was Scott who lives in Lapeer. Okay, 
<laughs> All right, well, then our phone lines are open, and I guess, I guess we got a lot of chickens out there. Nobody has called back to answer my question yet, all right? From John chapter 14, uh, where we have something. Now, you guys know that there are absolutely no contradictions in the Bible. The theology is real clear, but yet we do have things where uh, we got to think about it a little bit, right? Because if Jesus is God, right, if Jesus is God, got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, all right, we got it. But what's happening over in John chapter 14, verse 28, okay, where it says, You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice, because I said I go unto the Father, okay? Okay, that, that's what Jesus said. But then he said this, okay? For my Father is greater than I. So somebody scratched their head and said, well, if the Father is greater than him, nobody can be greater than God. So how can Jesus be God and the Father be greater than him? Makes no sense unless you can figure it out. Can you? If you can, give us a call. At area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss with your answer to this challenge, or any question that you have about the Word of God, right? If you don't answer this uh, tonight, don't worry. When I come back, I will put on the uh, professor's hat and then teach this uh, particular uh, uh, lesson to you. Why? Because the purpose of the Bible Talk program, you know, as I've always said, uh, we're the Sunday school teacher's best friend to be able to equip you to deal with questions that people ask you about the Word of God, right? In fact, what I'm trying to do, uh, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, as well as this radio show and all that we do, is teaching people to, to have Biblical answers for biblical questions. That's biblical answers for biblical questions, where we go to the Bible to find the answer. Because until you get the answer from the Bible, it's not complete. Now, of course, sometimes we have to uh, use historical sources uh, for historical questions. Sometimes even uh, philosophy has to be called in to answer some things. But when it comes down to something that the Bible teaches, then we have to back it up with the Bible. Uh, and so when you, so there's no way you can escape the fact that this well, is a passage that can be used by some to try and deny that Jesus is God in human form. And once again, it's John chapter 14, verse 28. You've heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice, because I said I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Well, how in the world can Jesus be God if the Father is greater than him? Who could be greater than God? You have an answer to this question, okay, because it's going to be asked of you, okay? In a Sunday school class, in a Bible class you might be teaching, it's going to come up. What's the answer to it? Do you have it? Give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. But remember, you can ask any question you want about the Word of God on this show. It's your show, not mine. Um, all you got to do is pick up that receiver, kick my challenge to the curb, and ask a question of your very own. Any question you ask will be welcome here. All right? So I've got uh, uh, the P.O. Box. Let me ask. Uh, uh, Sister Moss is sitting here. She didn't know I was going to ask her anything today, but I am. Sister Moss, 
give your husband just a brief rest and tell the people what the P.O. Box is that they can send their donations to, please, my dear. Yes, first of all, good evening to you guys out there this evening. I hope that you're having a blessed evening. Uh, yes, we definitely want you to support Bible Talk because it is listener-supported. Once again, it is listener-supported. And so if you enjoy this program each and every day from 6 to 7, we just encourage you and invite you to uh, make a monetary donation. You can send those donations to P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. Once again, that's P.O. Box 05877, Detroit, Michigan, 48205. And you make those checks, money orders out to Bible Boot Camp. God bless you, and enjoy the rest of the show. All right. I want to thank Sister Marsh for that. Okay. And I have her sit back down because a woman's place is uh, uh, in the home is to be subservient to her husband. I'm going to get slapped for that, y'all. She's laughing. I'm going to get slapped for that. The number to call is area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Amy Moss, my question is still the same one on the table. I'm not letting go of it. Somebody uh, needs to call in and help us. Okay. How can Jesus be God when he said the Father is greater than I. Okay, number to call here, code 866-423-9578. And just to let you know that uh, Strictly Biblical Bible Teachings Ministries, even during the pandemics, is going on really strong. We have our Sunday services that are live streamed uh, Sunday at 11 o'clock. Uh, so y'all, all you have to do is log on to strictlybiblical.org to find out how to log into the uh, uh, our 11 o'clock service. We have our prophecy class. Uh, Tuesdays, and it's a uh, like conference call where uh, Zoom, where we have a number of people on, or quite a few. And all you got to do is the same thing, strictlybiblical.org, and find out how to uh, uh, log into that uh, on biblical prophecy. And uh, we're doing a very interesting study. Uh, students are very excited. We encourage you to get involved in that. Also, Anita Campbell has a class. Pastor Cornelius has a class. Uh, we've got Steve Chavis uh, deals with youth. So a lot of things are going on. need to go on the Strictly Biblical uh, website to find out about all of these things. And as if I'm not doing enough teaching, I'm about to start something new. And this will be a uh, short course that will be after our uh, 11 a.m. service on Sunday. It's called The Bible and Racism. The Bible and Racism. Yeah, I've been holding back on folks for a long time. I am a trained race relations instructor. I instructed in the military on race relations and did a little outside work in civilian life after I got out of the military. But I think it's time to deal with it in these times and start dealing with the fact of the Bible and racism and what the Bible says about it. So you will love this particular uh, teaching. Uh, It's going to be uh, no longer each session, but about 25 to 30 minutes. I will be answering uh, questions. I call them race lies that uh, I'm going to correct, find out what the true uh, uh, message uh, the Bible is concerning racism, and also find out what the real definition of racism is. And when you find out, it's going to blow your mind. So remember that. Uh, It's going to be after our 11 o'clock service on Sunday. I will uh, give you more information about that as well. But all you have to do is log on to Strictly Biblical to find out about it. And uh, and we'll tell you all about it in just uh, a little while. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. 
This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. In the midst of all the sound and fury of the campaign, you may not have noticed that Democrats have entirely abandoned one of their favorite issues of the past two decades. In 2020, you hear nothing about campaign finance reform or longstanding liberal hopes of limiting citizens and companies in supporting their favorite causes. As recently as 2012, Obama, Hillary, and other prominent liberals spoke of amending the Constitution to strike down the Citizens United case that made it easier for corporations to participate in ongoing public debates. Why have Democrats dropped that point of view? Because Joe Biden has uncorked a gusher of money, breaking all records, outspending Trump by more than three to one on TV ads in key swing states. Biden's runaway spending should strip Democrats of any ongoing ability to attack their opponents for trying to buy elections. I'm Michael Medved. These are tough times for everyone, so dealing with your timeshare may not be your biggest concern. But when this passes, do you still want a lifetime of payments, fees, and commitments for a timeshare you were misled into buying? Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshares and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have over 200 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. Give my office a call today. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare contract or you'll pay nothing. Call Wesley Financial now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. That's 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, we're going to go to Scott. How you doing, Scott? Oh, Sue. Oh, Sue's on Sue, I'm sorry. Sue in Clarkston. Hi, Pastor Moss. How you doing? Very well. How are you? Just great. What have you got for us? Well, I am leaning toward an answer that has to do with Jesus choosing to submit to the Father and go to the cross for us. Okay. Because he didn't have to. He had the power okay, well, to fine. 
call for help from angels. But so is it positional that he was he was submitting to the Father, and that very act makes the Father greater? Is is it? I would say this. That definitely is a part of the answer, because of course Jesus did say, didn't he? Uh, not my will, but Thy will be done which shows that he was submitting to the Father, uh, and in submitting to the Father uh, is how he became uh, the Savior of of the whole world. Um, So I would have to say, and uh, and give you credit for that being a big part of the answer, that he submitted himself to the Father because the Father was uh, was greater than he uh, was, and you're saying that that does not take away any from his deity? Okay, Okay. well, what she said was good, but still there's more that we need because what happens is uh, someone could say, well, that is why he submitted, okay, because of the fact that the Father is greater, even though he did submit it to carry out the will of his Father, okay? So it's a good one. Can anybody else throw uh, any light on this? We're going to go to Joe in Macomb. Uh, Hello. I'm going to take a shot at it. Um, okay. It comes to mind is I'm not sure what's in the Old Testament. It says David says the Lord said to my Lord. Um, so even though Jesus was um, descendant of David, um, the Lord Jesus was greater than David uh, because of his, his deity, but yet was the Son. Where um, genetically, you know, the Father would be greater than the Son. So I'm going to say, well, since Jesus became man in flesh, therefore he was less than God in the sense that he was physically a man in flesh. But um, deity-wise, was equal to God. Deity-wise, you say he was equal to God. That's right. He is God. He is God. He's you know God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So the Trinity is still there. But because he came in, in flesh, he was less than God in the sense that since he came in flesh, but yet um, he was uh, was still still God because physically he was he was a man. Okay, so the Father was greater than him in what sense? Well, that he wasn't a, a physical being, that he, obviously God can't die. Well, Jesus as a man died but was resurrected. Therefore, um, on the cross, he uh, was subservient to the Lord. He did the Lord's will, his Father's will, but was able to die because he was a man. But yet he was raised by the Father, and he is everlasting. He was... Um, he was there at the beginning. See, the Word was there in the beginning, and the beginning was the Word, and it was with God. So that he was there with God, but because he came in the flesh, uh, that's what made him um, less than God in the sense that he was a physical man. All right. Well, I think you did a good job as well. Yeah, you did a good job. Both the answers we got from both of our callers there uh, are very good answers to this question. Now, there's a little bit of something we got to add to it, but, uh, uh, but what they're saying uh, is struggling with this whole idea, right, of how Jesus could be God and say that the God, uh, God the Father, is greater than I. Well, uh, that was some good work being done by the callers. Uh, I'm going to try to put, let us say, a final wrap-up on it, but I can't now because we don't have much time, but that's going to happen the next time that I am on. And so we're looking at Monday, Open Air Monday, where I will be here and give you uh, how to answer that question, and you'll be shocked 
at uh, how clear it becomes when we look at some other uh, scriptures. But the callers we had did a, a real good job. We see all through the Bible Jesus submitting himself to the Father. Definitely we see that. Okay? But yet at the same time, we have the fact that and we looked at it, in, in fact, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 6 to 8, where, in fact, uh, the God the Father called his son God. So definitely, uh, we know that it must be God, part of the divine trinity, because of uh, uh, the verse that we see there. But there is more to this than meets the eye. And so that's what we'll be dealing with uh, next time on the Bible Talk program. So stay tuned. Just stay on this station. Okay, Monday, we plan to be back. We'll wrap that up. And, of course, I'll have some other challenges uh, for you as well. But uh, these are things that are very important uh, to know because of the fact that uh, you can have church members uh, tripped up unless we can uh, answer some of these Bible questions uh, for them. So this program, we try to help Sunday school teachers and pastors as well to deal with some of these uh, uh, contradictions, uh, seeming contradictions, let us say, that are in the Bible because I'll say absolutely to you, there are no contradictions in the Bible at all. Uh, uh, and there are very good answers to all the stuff in the Bible that seemingly are contradictions. And before I go, I'd like to say uh, hello to Chris and uh, Jason. Okay? I'd like to say hello to them. They are listening today, so hello to the both of you. Uh, and just uh, hello to all of my friends out there. Let everybody know about Bible Talk, a place where uh, you have a radio program where you can call in and ask any questions about the Bible that you desire. Uh, and intentionally, I deal with questions uh, so that you uh, guys will know how to answer them thoroughly when they are asked of you, because I guarantee you, okay, as sure as you're a Sunday school teacher or a pastor or preacher, evangelist, whatever, you're going to have people ask you questions about the Bible, and I want you to be as prepared as you possibly can to answer all of these questions. So do remember our number, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Remember, uh, Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, a ministry that does a lot of things. We've got choir and everything every other church has, but we also have a real focus on teaching the Word of God. And all you've got to do is log on. That's Strictly Biblical website. Find out all the information that you need. All right, well, this is Pastor Moss. When you say God bless you, won't be long, God willing, and I'll see you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. This Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.